during the time of shutdown from pretty much mid-March to the end of May, the time that we weren't able to be together here as a community of faith, people often shared with me that one of the great blessings of that time was a kind of refocusing of their lives. I heard many stories from families about how they were really enjoying quality time together, family dinners, family movie nights, spouses who said that they were really refocusing on the importance of the bond of their marriage. And of course, many, many people shared with me that it was a time of deepening their faith, a time where they were spending more time in in prayer, really growing closer to the Lord. We might say that it was a time of deeper discernment, meaning that during that time, people kind of stepped back and prayerfully analyzed what was really important to them. What were the most important things in their lives? And, And what are the least important things? What matters most to you? What is the most important part of your life? These questions are posed to us in our readings today. Look, for example, at Solomon in the first reading. It's pretty amazing. Solomon is basically given a blank check by the Lord, right? The Lord says to him, ask something of me and I will give it to you. Imagine, imagine the Lord coming to you and saying that. I'll give you whatever you ask. Ask something of me. What would our response be? Solomon asks for wisdom. He asks for an understanding heart to know what is right. And Solomon's answer deeply touches the Lord, pleases the Lord's heart. Why? Because wisdom guides us to live a virtuous life. And ultimately, living a virtuous holy life is, for us, charting the path to eternal life. And there's nothing more important than living with the Lord eternally. And then in the gospel, we hear these beautiful parables. We've been listening to lots of parables over the last several weeks. Jesus tells us the parable of the great treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a person finds in a field. They go out and they sell everything they have to buy that field. Or, he says, it's like a person who finds a pearl of great price. They sell everything that they have to buy that pearl. The person who tries to find their treasure in this world will always come up empty. The person who thinks that they will find the pearl of great price in worldly things will always come up empty. Why? Because the treasure, because the pearl of great price, is not 
something. It's someone. Jesus. Jesus Christ is the pearl of great price. Jesus Christ is our treasure. And when you truly find him, Jesus, the treasure, the pearl of great price, when you truly find him, or more appropriately, when you allow him to find you, because he's always seeking us, your life will never be the same. What matters most is Jesus Christ, the treasure of your life, is Jesus Christ the pearl of great price for you? Is he the most important relationship in your life? He ought to be for each one of us as his disciples. Jesus should be number one. Not our spouses, not our families, not our work, not financial pursuit. Jesus. When we put Jesus first, everything else falls into place. When you put Jesus first, you're able to love your spouse more. You're able to love your family more. You're able to be a virtuous worker and earning money to support not only your family, but your community and other charities. Jesus makes sense of everything. He prioritizes everything. He is our Savior, our God, and when we keep him at the center, he is our treasure, our pearl of great price. I want to encourage you If you feel like Christ is not the treasure that you're searching for, not the pearl of great price, if he he is not the center of your life, I want to encourage you to open your heart to pursue that. And I want to give you two practical ways to do it. Two practical ways to grow in deeper love for Jesus, making him the center of your life. The first way, watch the chosen. So The Chosen is a new series. It was put together and directed by a group of evangelical Christians. I watched the first, it's supposed to be multi-seasons, multiple seasons. I watched the first season a couple of months ago when we were all in the house. The first season I think was eight or nine episodes, about 50 minutes each. I was very touched. I felt that it really portrayed the humanity of Christ in a very beautiful and warm way. As I watched it, I I felt myself desiring to really know Jesus more. So you can watch it online or the DVDs. I'll send out a flock note this week with some information on it. But I was very touched. So I would encourage you, if you want Christ to become more alive to you, I feel like that's a really good tool to watch The Chosen. The second thing I want to recommend is that you get a hold of the Word on Fire Bible. Bishop Robert Barron founded a ministry years ago called Word on Fire. It's all about evangelization. The Word on Fire Bible is the first in a volume, it's supposed to be probably six volumes. This is just the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's beautifully put together. There's really simple commentary as you're reading the Gospels, articles and commentary to help you understand a little more about what is happening in the Gospels. There's beautiful artwork that you can contemplate as you're reading it. So 
Get the Word on Fire Bible, the Gospels. I think it might be uh, sold out at this point, so you might have to wait. But if we want to know Jesus more, if we want to grow in our love for Jesus, we have to read the Gospels daily. Just one chapter a day. One chapter a day. If you read one chapter a day prayerfully of the Gospels, you will grow in your knowledge and love of Jesus, and he will become more and more the center of your life. And so those are two practical ways to grow in your love for Christ, to make him the pearl of great price, the great treasure that we seek. We ask our Lord in this Mass for the grace to make him the center of our lives.